Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hello? Is it just me? Thank you. Good morning. Can you guys believe this is our last service of the year? My gosh. We have to give ourselves like a round of applause for making it (laughs) through all of life. I was thinking, I'm pretty sure I did like the first centering prayer this year. And I remember saying something like, the word for my year, how I'm feeling. And I, I believe that I said I was content. I was just content with life, with God, and everything that I was experiencing. And just like God would do, he shook it all up for me, right? And he really threw my life for a loop just recently um, and changed my word to surprise and mystery because that's truly what life is. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. All we have is our very moment this moment right here right now the buddhist would ask you who is the most important person in your life and most of the time we think of a loved one our children our parents our spouses but they would remind you that it's the person standing in front of you that you're sharing this moment with because truly that's all that we have right in this moment which reminds us that it's our breath the holy spirit within us So I want us to take a moment to reflect on our year and think of a word or a phrase that can encompass the year for you. And I encourage you to not label it whether in good or bad, but just what it is. And we'll take a few breaths acknowledging that and connecting with God in this very moment. Amen, my friends. Let's allow our eyes to close let's allow the spine to be nice and long allow the palms to face up or down and let's begin to deepen our breath whatever that might mean to you start to deepen the breath by releasing all that you experienced before you arrived. Allow yourself to be present in this very moment by connecting with your breath. Let's allow the belly to expand as we inhale. And as we exhale, we allow the shoulders to come down We start to release all tensions throughout the body. 
we allow ourselves to find a moment of peace within ourselves. We let go of all the thoughts running through the mind. We let go of all those things we have done. We release regret. We release uncertainty. And we allow ourselves to rest in the peace that is within us. As we inhale nice and big, we open ourselves up. And as we exhale, we surrender into God's embrace. Let go of anything that is in the way of this peace. Let go of any tension that you're holding on to. Let's let go of the thoughts that make us feel unworthy. And let's open up ourselves to all of God's love. Allow yourself to feel the stillness. Allow this to be a very moment where you can commune with God where you can hear his voice, you can feel his embrace, where you are reminded that you were never alone, you were never forgotten, that even when things make no sense at all, with our faith, our patience, we allow God to reveal that all is good. Take a deep inhale. Really allow the belly to expand, filling yourself up. And we vocally, ah. Again, we slowly inhale nice and big. And vocally, Bring your awareness to your mind's eye. Start to go deep within yourself. And imagine this word. Imagine the word that encompasses this year for you. And without any judgment or any attachment, we just observe. We observe the depths within ourselves. We observe the willingness to let go. We observe our connection 
to God, to love, to the peace within ourselves. Take another breath with me, inhale. Vocal. Allow your body to be completely still. Allow the mind to be relaxed. And truly take a moment to be present right here, right now. Connected with our God, with our love with our peace. You are loved, you are protected, divinely guided, you are never alone, for his kingdom is inherently yours. Stop seeking outside of yourself. Embrace the peace, welcome the stillness, and enjoy all that you experience within yourself. We take another deep inhale, vocally, Remind yourself that at any moment you can let go. You can release all that is not serving to you. And even when you don't understand, when you don't know, trust that it's okay because God is with you and you are never alone. We slowly bring our awareness back within ourselves as you gently open your eyes take a moment to honor this peace for it is your true state of being may peace and love always be with you amen my friends thank you Good morning, everybody. I am not going to lie. I did not think that I would see any of you here because of the game that is going on right now. I questioned your loyalty and devotion, and you all have proven me wrong. Um, 
Now, the real truth is, last night we were here setting up, and I was like, should we cancel tomorrow? Because I kind of want to watch the World Cup. Is that bad? <laughs> Jeez. It's funny, because my dad grew up in, like, Pentecostal church, very traditional. He's a preacher's kid, and his parents were strict with him. He had to be at church every Sunday. And this Sunday was coming up, and he's a big World Cup fan. Oh, and you're here. Ooh. He's watching the game. I'm done. Anybody else know what the score is? You're exposing yourselves, all of you. That is funny. So if I, so if I hear, amen, I know it's a goal or something, you know. Yes! <laughs> That's awesome. I was about to go in on you, man. And I was going to tell everyone next week how funny would it be if we made him feel guilty. Because he was like, here's the thing. No, no, no. This is why. Because he was like, what was he saying? He's like, oh, I don't know if I should go to church or not. He's like, you know, I just have this thing from when I grew up. I feel guilty missing. I'm like, oh, please, just stay home. Watch the game. But I'm like, how funny would it be if next week we all made him feel guilty about it? <laughs> Anyways, Christmas time. Anybody have like fun plans for Christmas? You're all here. Are you going out of town? No. Are people coming to you? Everybody wants to come to us in Florida. <laughs> Christmas is a wonderful time. I got Coquito. Thank you so much, Paola. Every time I, I put it out in the universe, it comes back to me. So this manifesting thing that some of y'all talk about, I'm, I'm kind of experiencing that a little bit here at Heartway around Christmas time. When I ask for Coquito, it just shows up, you know? <laughs> So um, that's awesome. But Christmas time, is, it's all about gifts. You know, it's all, yes, it is. Yes, it is. We give gifts to each other. We buy, I mean, why not? Well, why? Jesus is the reason for the season. Y'all are so holy. Really? Are we going to do that now? No. Okay, we like giving gifts and receiving gifts. Anybody have a gift that they bought for someone that they're really excited to give? You see? Yeah. Like, you get excited about giving people gifts, and sometimes, like, like me, I can't help it. I tell the person before I even give it to them what I got for them, and I ruin my own surprise. But gifts are awesome. It's just that sometimes we have a hard time re receiving gifts. You know, the scriptures talk about the coming of Christ into the world as a gift. God so loved the world that he gave his son. And God also has sent you into the world to be a gift, you are here to be a gift to other people by living a heart-centered life of love and service and generosity and commitment to the common good. When you tap into this spirit that is within you, the spirit of love, the spirit of truth, the spirit of compassion, your life becomes a gift. But sometimes people have a hard time receiving gifts. The scriptures in the New Testament talk about the gift of eternal life. Anybody ever heard that phrase? If we grew up in church or religion, eternal life tends to be relegated to something that happens after you die. But that phrase in the scriptures also carries with it this idea of experiencing an abundance of life now. Eternal life is really the life of God, which has always been, always is, and always will be. It, it is now. And you have access to this transcendent dimension of life, this um, infinite aspect of your existence, deep down within your consciousness, deep down within your soul. If you get quiet enough, you'll find it, the presence of God within you. Some people speak of it as the soul, the spirit. I like to use the word heart. But when you tap into this, 
your life becomes a gift to others. And God has this gift of eternal life that he has given to you. You have been given the gift of breath and existence. You have been given the gift of love. And God offers to us the gift of joy and peace and happiness in life. That's actually possible. Sometimes people don't think that it's possible to live above your circumstances in life. It is possible to do that. We're just not able to receive the gift. Look at how Jesus talks about it in the Gospel of John. He says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. I love that phrase, my joy in you. The only joy you have to give to others is the joy that you have within yourself. If you don't have it, you can't give it. It's my joy that I want to give to you. In John 16, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you'll have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. In like manner, you can overcome the world. Whatever it is that this world throws at you, you have the power and the ability within you to overcome. It's all literally in your mind because what you experience in life is filtered through your perception. And so if you perceive negatively, that will be what you see. If you perceive a problem, you will have a problem on your hands. If you perceive an opportunity, now you have an opportunity in your hands. And when you change the way that you perceive, you begin to experience joy. You begin to experience peace. And then you have this to offer to other people. You bring this presence of joy and peace with you everywhere that you go. I love what Jesus said towards the end of his life when he said this prayer from the cross, actually, which is crazy because he's experiencing immense suffering on top of the physical agony of having to be crucified. You know, the man felt really abandoned by his closest friends and disciples. Only his mama was at his side in his last moment. So think about that feeling of being abandoned and rejected people you thought would be there for you and they're not they switched it up on you and you're alone and you're going through the worst thing that you've ever been through in your life some of y'all can kind of relate a little bit to that right like when everything when the stuff hit the fan the people you thought were going to be there aren't wow and it's in that moment that Jesus says into your hands I commit my spirit into your hands I commit my spirit so if every day we wake up and we make that our prayer, God, into your hands I commit this day. If somebody does something hurtful towards you, I commit them into your hands. If a situation starts getting messy and crazy in your life, I entrust this into your hands. Now you're relinquishing control. You're letting, you're letting God do what God does. And it's always going to turn out the way that it's supposed to. It's hard for some of us to trust that to be true. But things will always turn out the way that they're supposed to. And so you learn how to see the gift of what is, the gift of reality. Sometimes what keeps us from experiencing the gift of eternal life, abundance of life, the gift of joy, the gift of peace that God offers to us every moment of every day, what keeps us from that is a closed heart, right? 
I can't, I can't receive peace from God right now because I'm angry at this person. They hurt me. And that anger causes you to close up. And you're not able to receive with open hands this gift of life, this gift of peace that God has for you. And so you got to deal with this stuff. You're not going to be able to just ignore it, pretend like it's not there. If somebody did something to offend you or hurt you and you don't deal with that, you'll carry that with you. And that will begin to poison every relationship that you have. And you will begin to project all of the fears that you attain by going through this experience onto all future relationships that you have in your life. So you got to deal with that stuff. Yesterday, um, I was at the Ritz-Carlton in Miami Beach. It was really cool. I love doing these interfaith weddings. I don't do them often, but sometimes I'm asked to co-officiate a wedding with a rabbi or a priest. And so I was officiating this wedding with my friend Rabbi Mark, um, awesome dude. And as I was pulling up to the Ritz-Carlton, it was packed for some reason. And there was a roundabout, and then the entrance to the Ritz-Carlton was like in that roundabout. So I'm waiting in line for the valet, and I guess I'm blocking the roundabout. And so there's cars that start like stacking up, but I can't move because there's a car in front of me, and I'm not leaving here because I want to go there to the hotel. And then, you know, after a couple minutes, I start hearing the honk. Everybody's like, I'm like, what? is it me? I don't know what's going on. I can't move. What do you want me to do? Next thing you know, this guy gets out of his car, and he comes up to my window, and he goes, are you stupid or what? Are you stupid or what? You know, I did not put my window down. <laughs> but in my mind, as he was saying that, I was like, some people would say I am. <laughs> Maybe you're right. I'm sorry. I, what do you want me to do? You know, I just looked at him. Like, I was just like, I just looked at him. My car windows are tinted, so I don't think he was able to see much. But I was just like, dude, I, I love you. Sorry, man. I don't know. And then immediately, like, the line shifted, and I was able to go, and he left, which was great. But my point is, sometimes we'll experience something like that, and that'll ruin us for the rest of the day. Or we're, we will allow that to get us so riled up, and then we start barking back, and then we start fighting, and all these things happen. And in my mind, I was just like, thank you for reminding me that I'm stupid sometimes. <laughs> Right? I mean, why not? Why are you going to fight it? So that was a gift for me. That was a gift for me. And life not going your way can be a gift for you too, especially if it does trigger a reaction out of you. If somebody coming up to your car window saying, are you stupid or what, elicits a reaction out of you, oh, I've got work to do. I've got some work to do. What a gift this is. This person, me is get, this person is getting me all out of whack. You know, I am just, look at how I'm losing it. And you don't have to judge yourself or beat yourself up about it. You're just aware that uh, you're not capable of regulating your emotions in this situation. You think someone else is the problem. 
They are pulling your strings. They are your puppet master in that moment. And so what a gift that I have the opportunity to see the ways that other people affect me emotionally and begin to take ownership and responsibility for my life again. Wow, that's awesome. So thank you for coming to my car and telling me I'm stupid. In that case, I was able to just already agree with him, and we didn't have to do all that, but there are other situations. There are other situations, you know, where life is going to present you a gift like that. But you see, you can either take a situation in that way and see it as a nuisance, an annoyance, or you can receive it as a gift. So deal with your stuff. Open your heart up to the love, the goodness, the joy, the peace that God has already instilled within you. It's actually your true nature. And when you come to recognize your true nature as love, what begins to happen is you now see the interconnectedness of everything in life. You understand this mystery of the union of all things, the oneness of all things, this harmony that flows throughout all things. There's this wonderful story about an Indian guru. He was a little child. And he was very popular in his village. They considered this young boy to be enlightened. And so people would come and ask for prayer. When people would gather around this young boy, they would get healed. Uh, There were times when people could palpably sense the presence of God coming through this this young boy and the elders of the town would even come to listen to his teachings and one day an elder approached this young boy and wanted to bribe him and test him and he said I'll give you one orange if you can tell me where God is and the little boy looked at him and said I'll give you two oranges if you tell me where God isn't There's this uh, wonderful Indian, uh, it's Native American poem that says, God sleeps in the minerals, rests in the plants, walks in the animals, and thinks in us. See? So it's this idea that there's one divine intelligence, one source of our existence. Everything is an extension of that. And this divine intelligence is at work in and through all things. Everything that happens is the outworking of this divine intelligence. You did not decide to just pop up and exist. You just showed up. You are the will of God in action, literally. And everything that exists is the will of God in action. You are here because God wants you to be here. And you do what you do as a result of God leading and guiding all that you do. And so if this becomes real to you and you learn how to trust in this divine intelligence that surges through everything, that changes the way that you live. You don't have to stress so much anymore about things that happen. You just have this sense that things are always going to work themselves out. I don't have to try and work it out myself. I, I, I always have a part to play. I have my role in this, but I'm not stressing too much about all of that. I do all that I can, and I trust that God will be able to do what I cannot. And that's that. 
And when you understand this interconnectedness of everything, you stop separating and categorizing humanity. It's crazy how tribal we still are. I mean, there are entire cultures, people groups that from a very young age, racism is kind of embedded in. I mean, some of us, we know this from from our family. There are entire cultures where this sense of fear of the other is instilled from very, very early on. And this goes back generations, generations. And so we go to war and we drop bombs on each other and we do all this stuff out of our fear. And we judge people on the basis of the exterior as if the exterior could actually tell us anything about a human being. Just because somebody's beautiful on the outside doesn't mean much because they could be really ugly on the inside. And then we get it twisted and we get caught up in something and it ends up biting us in the butt. (laughs) I'm not speaking from experience or anything, okay? it's It's just what it is. No, but this is just life. That's how it goes. You know, so we have this this fear, this this tribalism, this separation. And God is trying to bring us all together. Love brings us all together. But in order for us to come together with others, it's going to take a spiritual rebirth. And Jesus talked about this. He said, if you really want to enter the kingdom of heaven and experience the kingdom of heaven, you must be born again. A spiritual rebirth, a spiritual renewal. And the way that I was taught growing up, spiritual, uh, a spiritual rebirth was spoken of as like a one-time thing. You know, just give your life to Jesus, pray a prayer, you get converted, and now you're born again. Congratulations. And uh, there are instances where spiritual birth and spiritual awakening happens instantaneously in a moment like that. My experience has been very different. I have had a series of rebirths over the course of many years where I receive, and, and typically what that process looks like is you, you receive this insight, a revelation, and it's not you. This is, this is from the source. This is from God, an insight about the true nature of existence, the true nature of who you are, some sort of insight that catapults you in your spiritual growth and transformation, whatever that is then you kind of have to learn how to stabilize yourself in that realization and in that insight to make it real to you, to begin to incorporate that into your living. And then comes the integration. And integration is what happens when this insight that at one point was new and foreign now just becomes a part of who you are. You just know life is always for you and not against you. Right? You, just, you just know that God is working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. You know this. I want to read to you this story uh, surrounding Jesus' birth. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. Next, is there another slide? 
Or is that it? Oh. When they saw the star, they were overwhelmed with joy. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Why do I bring this up? It's an obscure passage of scripture that a lot of people just read over, but the word magi literally means magician or astrologer. These were priests from ancient Persia. These were foreigners. They practiced a different religion. They were from a totally different culture. But there was something about the light of divinity within this infant that pulled them, that drew them, that called them in. I love the imagery of that because I truly believe that Jesus' message is a universal one. Jesus' message is an inclusive one. It's for everybody. And my dream and my vision for Heartway is that this would be a place where people from any background or tradition, any sort of religion, can come and experience God in a new way, learn more about themselves, grow spiritually, evolve emotionally, individually, personally. Love is the only thing that's able to do that. Only love. But when you really live this love, and that's what Jesus' message can be summed up in. Those two words, faith and love. And the scriptures say the only thing that ultimately matters is faith working itself out through love. When you really have this love, it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter. This is not a divisive message. Religion turns the gospel into division. You got to agree you have to believe X, Y, Z. You have to see it this way. But when you've opened your heart, when you've received this gift of abundant life, when you've opened yourself up to love and, and joy and peace, this is something that you can share with anybody. And the things that we talk about, anybody can apply this. That's why sometimes I refer to Heartway as a spiritual but not religious community. Of course, we have a Christian foundation, and one of the um, statements that I wrote down in our theology, I did a sermon on this, says Jesus is our central reference point and our model for spiritual living. And so this is a community that is centered around the person and message of Jesus in many ways. Definitely a, a Christian foundation. But I see myself as a follower of Jesus' teachings, not so much a Christian. Because sometimes those labels come with a lot of baggage, and it becomes about us versus them. I want to be the kind of person that dares to see God everywhere. I want to be the kind of person that dares to see God in everyone. And what you'll come to notice is when you humble yourself and you realize that you don't have all the answers, especially when it comes to God. Do we realize what we're talking about here? The infinite, the eternal, your mind is finite. You cannot comprehend the infinite with a finite mind. You can try to, but the moment you create a little system to try and capture infinity and eternity, you're limiting it. You're doing it an injustice. So I'm honest enough to tell people that I don't know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about God. <laughs> really? You know what I mean? I just have 
words that kind of point to the mystery. But I feel God. I know God according to my understanding. And we have to leave room for other people to have their own experiences with God too and to talk about that in their own way too and to be the kind of community and to live the kind of lives as individuals where we have this open heart, we realize we don't have the answers and we actually start to learn from other people. Do you even have room for this idea of learning from someone that is different than you? Someone who practices a different religion, who looks differently than you, who has a different set of beliefs. And religion isn't the only area where we have all of the tribalism and fear. Politics as well. Wow, can I learn from people on the other side? No, please, yeah, right. Y'all are not, we're not on that. We don't know, we can't do that. We already have our judgments made. We already know if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, this is what you are. You're bad. You're this. And anytime we see someone representing a certain group, we already have all of our guesses and judgments and assumptions. We don't even get to know people. And now what? You will be enhanced by others if you allow them in. And yes, some people are going to be very passionate and quite angry about certain issues that they're excited about, but that's coming from somewhere. Listen, and you may come to recognize there's some truth to what they're saying. Try and find balance. Try and find balance. Love will, will help you find that. When we create a, a culture like this, people can be comfortable being themselves, whoever they are. If we're going to do that as a community, it begins with us individually being able to do this in our everyday lives with our family members, with our friends. Uh, this week, I started my brand new role as a chaplain at Memorial Regional Hospital in Joe DiMaggio. And um, yeah, and it's awesome. Really cool gig. I can't believe they are paying me money. Um, but it's pretty dope, and it's kind of funny. This is a, a side note, but I was walking around the first day, and I go into our uh, oncology center where there's, you know, cancer patients. And I'm doing rounds with um, the other chaplain who's been there 22 years. Her name's Daisy, sweet lady, 79 years old. And, uh, yeah, very cool. And she started as a volunteer. And then they, the person that was the director of the spiritual care department was like, I want to hire someone, but, like, you're the best, and you've been here, and you may not have like all the qualifications on paper, but you're the right person for the job, and she's been there 20-something years. So anyways, I'm going around learning from her, and she's introducing me to different people on the, on the staff. Already, first day, I walk up somewhere, and there's this lady. She's sitting on her desk. She sees me, her eyes <laughs> wide open. She turns around. She looks at me. Daisy says, yeah, this is, you know, Pastor Danny, he's the new chaplain. And she says, oh, I'm going to start praying every day now. She's like, can you come pray for me, please, Pastor? We really need your prayer over here. She's like, I'm going to start praying. So I said, wow. I went to HR immediately, and I said, this is unacceptable. My God, can a man just do his job, please? So funny. Anyways, that, that was funny, but so what I really wanted to tell you about, about my job <laughs> was that there was, 
there was another, another nurse that I met. And as soon as I introduced myself and she found out I was a chaplain, you know, she was like, oh, my God, I, I got to behave. I got to be careful. She was joking, playing around. But she's like, oh, I got to behave. I got to be good. I can't, I can't say any bad words around the pastor. And so we're laughing, playing around. And I said, you know what? Actually, I do have some rules. And I said, and you already broke one. And with a very serious face while she was joking with me. I said, I do have some rules, actually. And you already broke one. And my rule is be yourself. I said, that's my rule. Be yourself. Self. Be yourself. <laughs> That's a sign, huh? Yeah, be yourself. This is a place where you can be yourself. Are you comfortable being yourself? I know it's hard because when you're yourself, people always have a problem with it. But when you're okay with yourself, other people's problem with you isn't your problem anymore. So just be yourself. Spirituality isn't about being something other than what you are. It's about being the totality of who you are. Spirituality isn't about becoming anything else. It's about being you. And guess what? We're all sinners and saints. We're all human and divine. So the more comfortable that you can get with that reality the more freedom you will experience in your humanity. Because now there's no more guilt anymore. There's no more self-judgment. There's just learning. There's just growth. There's just wisdom and insight. Evolution. And there's no shame about it anymore because you understand that you're a human being. Isn't it incredible how shocked we get when we hear about human beings behaving like human beings, especially if they're famous or something, or if they're popular, or if we had them on a pedestal, or if they were really good and they seem to have a very squeaky clean image. That's why I don't like the squeaky clean image. No, do not, no, 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 no. no I don't try to keep a squeaky clean image because if you keep a squeaky clean image, Anybody at any point can find something and now the whole thing gets discredited. I'd rather just be true to who I am and you like it or not. You accept it or not. Why are you laughing so hard? Y'all over there. (laughs) So you just learn how to accept yourself as you are. But the thing is, somebody will do something very humanly and we get shocked. I don't know why we get shocked when human beings do very human things. In fact, the extent to which you are shocked at another person's humanity is the extent to which you have not become comfortable with your own. There are no such thing as solely good people. Because everyone who's good also got a little bit of bad. And there's no such thing as solely bad people. Because everybody who's bad also has a little bit of good. You know who realizes this? People who have parents or people that they love a lot who have radically different views than them. Sometimes views that you may even consider to be harmful. But you see the loving side of these people. You see a side of them that other people don't ever get to witness. And you know, yeah, even though there's a lot here, 
There's also that spark of the, div- of the divine that I notice in there. We're all a mix of the two. Uh, Daisy, the, the other chaplain, my coworker, this week when we were talking, she was sharing with me about some of her experiences with other um, staff in the past, in, in years past, while she's been working there at the hospital. And it's funny because for two or three of these people that she had mentioned, she was sharing with me some of the negative qualities pertaining to these people, some of the difficulties that came with dealing with these individuals. But every time she brought up the negative, she would balance that out with the positive, and it was the most natural, unforced thing in the world. It was like she didn't know how to not also highlight that they also have positive qualities. That's called insight, stabilization, integration. Because she's able to have a clear view now of people. That's what I consider to be a clear view. If you're not able to look at a person or even a situation in your life and notice both the good and the bad, you're not seeing that clearly yet. If you look back at your past and you see the divorce or you see the abandonment or you see the job loss or you see the cancer or you see whatever it is in your past and you're not able to look at that and see it with a balanced, clear view. Yeah, these were some of the negatives and we could be honest about it because this is not denial time. Trying to be spiritual doesn't mean you're denying the reality of the situation. You acknowledge this part, but then you also acknowledge the other part too. Because both are equally true of every person in every situation. To be able to find that balance, that harmony, is how you can experience peace and joy in your life. And so that's what I have for you today, guys. Merry Christmas. I love you. I hope you will receive this gift that changes everything. The gift of love, the gift of light, the gift of Christ. The spirit of Christ, the mind of Christ, the attitude of Christ. Carry that with you. Be a gift to this world. I love you so much. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for bringing us together and for giving us the gift of life. In this moment, we open up our hearts to receive the peace and the love and the joy that you have for us in this moment. Help us to deal with whatever is in our heart that prevents us from receiving these gifts that you have for us. Help us to understand the unity of all things, the interconnectedness of everything, the power of your intelligence at work in and through all things so that we can rest and trust and let go and move beyond fear and our tribalism and experience a spiritual renewal and rebirth. God, may we sink deeper and deeper into our most authentic selves May we learn how to embrace both the good and bad about ourselves and about others as well and see life with a clear view, with a balanced perspective. We thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your presence. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. What's the score of the game? All right, it's time. Can we put that up here or what? Is there a way? Is there a way? All right, I love you. We'll figure it out.